And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. I have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Wow, this edition of Warriors Plus Minus uh, is coming after the Warriors' third straight road win. TK, when's the last time we did a Warriors <laughs> Plus Minus and the Warriors were three and zero on the road? Uh, maybe never. Maybe never. It, it, that's what gets us to record <laughs> these things after the game. Like, when have we done a post game all? Uh, I'm sorry, you do eight, all 82s all the time because Slater's doing all every game of the season. But uh, when Somebody we do- already commented and said all 81 because I didn't do one off last night's <laughs> game. So. But you did one in the preseason, so that so you was good, right? Right, right. Yeah. You know what, Slater? You should just say, listen. You know what? I just interviewed every single player on the team after that game, so I think that should be okay for everybody. So you just put all the interviews up in podcast form. Maybe, maybe that would have been good. Uh, w- by the way, to answer your qu- question, Marcus, uh, we certainly didn't do it last year because their longest winning streak last year was two games. It was, they were zero and eight. Guess when they did it though? The last time the Warriors won the first three road games of the year. When they won the seventy, when they won seventy uh, three games, would it be that year? No, no, twenty one, twenty two. The year they oh, went on they? to win a championship. Okay, they oh, okay. Remember they beat. Remember they oh, won yeah, at the Lakers, right. yeah. and then they then they beat the Kings and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. There I mean, go. they were like eighteen and two to start. Yeah, that that's right. That's yeah, right. remember that? Yeah, that's right. So it wasn't that long ago, but the way I set it up, it definitely sounded like it was going to be a while ago. So <laughs> it was a it was a trick question. Slater, you are in New Orleans. You aren't in a costume. I'm on the Warriors bench right now from tonight. You're look on the Warriors that. bench. Look it don't look like you're in a costume, and I'm curious why are you not in a costume? It's New Orleans on Halloween's Eve, so. Why are you slipping? Because I'm a working man. It's Halloween Eve. I, my my uh, young child will be in a pumpkin costume when I get home tomorrow, I have been told. So I will celebrate at my house, not uh, on the Warriors bench. Well, Steph Curry celebrated on the court. Yes, he uh, did. After dropping, what, 42 points? Uh, but it feels like the big story. I mean, Steph going crazy is not a new phenomenon. But man, TK, that bench looks... Pretty good. They basically have two good units now. I mean, we'll see, but I think it's fair enough on a back-to-back when you don't have Clay and Kaminga, and they do the same stuff they did last night in Houston. This is something. That Chris Paul unit, whoever he's with, and it's like he didn't have Moody on that unit because Moody was with the Steph unit. He had different pieces. Trace, two Jack, rookies. Davis, yeah, Podzemski, and uh, GP2 is the, is, a, is a perennial, and Sarich are the two. It, it's, it's really, you know, CP3, GP2, and Sarich are kind of the, the the focal points of this. But damn, man, you just look. I was looking at the uh, at the fl- game flow. Uh, it's like Curry plus them together, sort of plus. 
Paul unit plus. Like it's just it's really hard to beat the Warriors when they're winning the Curry non-Curry minutes, and they are killing in the non-Curry minutes at least the last two games. That means something. That that's structural. That's not just hey, other team had a bad night or some Steph got hot. Steph did get hot, but when they have that other piece, when they can play 16 minutes a game or so and win them and not even have Steph on the floor, that's humongous. I can't remember when they had this kind of balance. Now, again, early in the season, but when you felt, you know, when a warrior observer could feel pretty confident about where they were when Steph was off the court, that is uh, that is a humongous, humongous kind of level for the Warriors to get to even this early in the season. Chris Paul's like plus 45 in four games. Uh, and you know, I said that stat to Steph during his little – he did like a little locker room scrum, old school locker room scrum tonight. And Chris Paul was like, you know, three seats over. And he's like kind of eyes was like, oh, geez, plus 45. Um, but, you know, I thought Gary Payton made an interesting point at the uh, in his presser tonight that uh, he thinks Steph – because, you know, look, think about the last two games. Steph just explodes in the fourth quarter in Houston and exploded in the second half tonight, really the third to, to close it out. Uh, he feels Steph looks fresher later in the games because of Chris Paul, because Chris yep. Paul yep. is handling, do you know, controlling the game and uh, just, just taking some of that burden, right? Steph just does not look like, you know, he's having these big point games, but it doesn't feel like, uh, an exhausting 42 points tonight. It's lower minutes and it's just lower uh, responsibility for him out there. And I brought that idea to Steph. Uh, and one of the things he said beyond just like, yeah, Chris Paul is, you know, making it so I don't have to play point guard or, or do this or that. He said, it's just relaxing for him to sit over on the bench and not worry that the lead is going away. And not, he said, he just likes playing, you know, watching good basketball. It's uh, he said, it subconsciously, you know, gives him more energy when he's watching his teammates, when he's not out there, play good basketball. And I, I, I think that's really is kind of what's happening. It's the strength in numbers synergy, right? It's the <laughs> vibes he's getting over there on the bench. It, it feels good. To me, the part that's still a bit mind-blowing is, it, it, like, we obviously, we, you got Chris Paul out there with Kaminga and Moody and Clay Thompson and Sarge or GP2 instead of Clay Thompson. Like, I mean, those are... Those are good players, right? It makes sense. I mean, tonight he's out there running the show with Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis. Sarge is not playing well. And somehow it still all works, right? When he needs to get a bucket, he gets a bucket. When he needs to set guys up, he set guys up. It feels like this wasn't even an optimum or an optimal, like, bench night. Yeah, that right? unit had no spacing. Had no spacing. It was, t- it was bad. And, and you know still what? worked. And the shot clock, there's Chris Paul dribbling around and fading away from 15. Boom. Uh, I know he'd been joking or serious, or sometimes it's hard to tell with him about you know what was one for 17 from the mid-range in a couple yeah. couple games ago. Uh he is not one for 17 from the mid-range anymore. Uh, and I think he's feeling it too. It's like I can go, you know, a hundred percent full tilt for these 25 minutes, whatever it's gonna be. And then I got Steph coming in, you know? I mean, I think they're kind of feeding off each other where like, Chris Paul does not have to worry about the other guard when he's out. And, and Steph Curry doesn't have to worry about the other guard when he's out. And it frees them up. And I, I just, it, you just kind of, I've just been focusing on that third quarter. We know historically they've been dominating the third quarter when they've been great. And they're doing it again so far this season. It just seems like 
You know, they get a read of the game separately and then together, and then they just explode. Those two guys, certainly those two guys leading the way. No Clay tonight. Wiggins was not great again tonight. You know, all those other things. And it just doesn't matter because those two guys are playing so well and they're lifting everybody else up while they're, you know, playing at this level. Could, you know, maybe there's going to be a dip in energy at some point. Maybe there's going to be, you know, running run the tougher teams on the road. But this is formidable. I think if you're one of the West Western rivals, you're looking at this go, this is going to be a problem throughout the season and into the playoffs if they stay healthy. Those two guys playing like this, feeding off each other like this, um, that this is what the Warriors have been hoping for out of Chris Paul. And he's as I saw you ask her about it after and he's like, yeah, it's exceeding. It's happening faster than he thought it was going to be. Uh and you know, this is with Draymond not even, you know, nearly at full speed. Defensively, maybe, but not off. Nah, he's, he's, yeah. he's still not there. He's still not there defensively, but uh, I don't think Wiggins is playing very well either. No, I think no. that's another chip. That- he knows it too. He knows it too. He's he's kind of in his. He said he's feeling. He's starting to feel better. Uh, I I just think he's trying to play himself in the condition. Uh, the re- the rebound and the stat to continually circle, and it'll tell you. Uh, you know, a little bit like Kaminga, right? It'll tell you how Wiggins is doing. Um, the, the thing with the bench and, you know, you guys mentioned that it was kind of a more hodgepodge unit tonight, but then it's like, and this is, this is a statement about the whole league, but you look at who they're going against tonight. This is New Orleans bench tonight. Dyson Daniels, Larry Nance, Matt Ryan, Kaiser Gates, and Kira Lewis Jr. Like Chris Paul is going to pummel bad second units. And there's a lot of bad average second units across the league and, and, uh, the Warriors were certainly one of those last season and, and don't look to be this season. Uh, number one and two, we're seeing the benefits of the way they constructed the roster to fit what they, you know, high IQ, pass, cut, move. Uh, not all of them have to be shooters. You know, Trace Jackson Davis lobbed threat for, for Chris Paul, ready, polished rookie. Uh, Pajemski looks pretty polished and, and he made some plays tonight. So, those two, that's not Ryan Rollins, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Say, you, know? you don't think Patrick Baldwin or Ryan Rollins could be doing this? Uh, you don't I, think I so? feel like you've trained the uh, the Warriors fan base to like keep bringing up Wiseman, TK. Like, they're all like, <laughs> I don't think T, he had to TJD. trade anybody. For no, he'd have to trade. He has to trade. TJD is already better than Wiseman. Better. I've better. seen that. Yeah, I've seen better. that multiple times already. It's like you. You set them up. <laughs> I've said it myself. I've said I said I think I said it game two. I might even said it game one. Uh, I guess he didn't play in game one, but uh, he just moves correctly, right? He he can finish. He catches. He's like, I mean he's, the miss shot, TK. He misses a shot. It comes off the rim and he catches it and dunks it in one motion. This, this, it quick, was quick jumps. That was a big play. Yeah, he talked about like coordination, right? It's just it wasn't a lob to himself. It was like a miss off the rim. That that was where it was like okay. Like you don't see Wiseman do that, where it's like, oh, where <laughs> oh, am I? No. Like, let me let me gather first. How about Marvin Bagley? You can you can just rope Marvin yeah, Bagley. Oh, no question. You can yeah, rip yeah. another different center. Uh, but no, uh, it's his second jump ability, which he uh, credited. You guys want to know the funny uh, TJD anecdote of the night from from here in New Orleans? Uh, so he has late. He has thirteen points and nine rebounds. And he gets his 10th rebound and the bench goes nuts. You know, there's whatever, a minute left in the game. Uh, and he, you know, he's glowing about it, right? It's his first double-double. Uh, he goes up to the podium. He's, he's super happy about it because he's, he tells the story that um, they call him Baby baby T and, they have, and he doesn't like it. 
Uh, and he said that they have told him once he gets his first double double, they will strip him of the nickname and he can go back to trace. And he's like, they, you know, all the veterans thought it was going to take a lot longer, but you know, three games, uh, you know, now they have to call me trace. And even Draymond was, was yelling, uh, baby T who in the, in the tunnel post game. But then come to come to learn the NBA has stripped a rebound from him. He's informed of this. They gave Jerome Robinson, uh, uh, his 10th rebound. So he goes down to nine. Cause they said it was a controlled tap and he's informed of this. Uh, on the podium, but also in the locker room, and Jerome Robinson's laughing about it, and Clay is super pumped up because he's like, "The nickname is back, T, baby, baby, T. baby T is oh, back," because he because he got thirteen and nine instead of thirteen and ten. So, um, all that to say, first of all, he played well, right? Thirteen and nine. Uh, Kerr mentions the fact that the two rookies combined for eighteen rebounds, um, but also, I mean, everybody's saying it. I know you guys are seeing it, but the vibes around this team are very good, right? No, no they were asked him on air what he want to be called, and he said TJD. He wants that to be a stick. I know he does not want it to be Baby T. <laughs> but, yeah, I w- he should have said Thompson, Baby T on air. Yeah, they <laughs> and I, you know it's it's just funny. They were yeah, the locker room is excited because the rookie gets the double double stripped away just because they want to call him Baby T. I will. I'll just throw this in by the way. James Wiseman four games with the Pistons to start the season four. DMPs. He is not playing. He is not in the rotation. Not even close to the rotation. Um, interesting. Just interesting to know. Yeah, it is. Know. And like you know, look at this point, the James Wiseman pick. Like he was, it was a bad pick for for where he went. I will say about Wiseman. Not only obviously he had kind of had a turbulent career with the Warriors, not a great situation, but it's kind of stinks for him that the Pistons were the ones that traded for yeah. him. The Pistons yeah, exactly. that had Jalen Duran already and Isaiah Stewart, and they had Marvin Bagley who they just signed to a three for thirty six, like. I know it was a young team, and you did want him to go to a young team because he needs to play. But it was a young team with a bunch of bigs that he doesn't fit around. And I was it, thinking, it, like, it, is he going to go to the G League or something? I mean, he, he's got—it's he, the whole thing again. He's got to play, and they're, they're paying him 12, Minnesota next, and they're paying him twelve million dollars, <laughs> right? Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, if you're the Pistons, who you know probably need to decide if he's part of your future, like, why is Marvin Bagley on your team? You know, trade Marvin Bagley or just play him over Marvin Bagley. I understand Bagley probably is helping win more now, and maybe there's an edict to win more now. Monty Williams is there. And and maybe they've already decided Wiseman's not part of the future, but it's just – it's weird. He needs to play. Uh, I, I think he – you know, I still think you know he could be a serviceable center a little bit, like, into his mid-20s, but he's just now bounced to another team where it's very crowded ahead of him. And my last thought on Detroit, on Pistons plus-minus is – Sadiq Bay would be better for them. There's no question. There's no question Sadiq Bay would be better. I don't know why they flipped Sadiq Bay for James Wiseman. But anyway, enough of Pistons plus minus. We're doing Warriors plus minus. Uh, what's what's wrong? Well, you said Wiggins is just I, – I, I don't know. I mean, he got a couple buckets there in the third quarter. Kerr called that. We know that that cross-screen play for him to get in the ball in the low post against guard. He scores. He hits another shot, hits another shot, and then completely nothing again. Uh, and, and I was thinking if Kamingo yeah. was was dressed in this game, Kamingo would have played more than him. Um, just, just. Oh, by the way, he did not close. He did not close in the first half. It was Gary Payton out there yep. instead of him. Yep. Uh, and there was no closing lineup in the fourth. But if there was, he probably wouldn't have been a part of it. That's with Kamingo and Clay out. By the way, he still yes. wouldn't have been part of it. Uh, yeah. Is there a danger territory here for him? I mean, not like they're going to dump him or anything. No, but- no, no. I mean, because they're playing so well. It's it's allowing him and Draymond, I think, to kind of ease it's themselves the into this of danger, bit. right? Yeah. Like if they were yeah. losing, then it'd be really a problem. Well, personality-wise, he can handle not closing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not gonna like rattle tables about it. 
he's just got to get himself in shape. Uh, I don't think he played a ton of basketball this summer. I know he was part of their like Vegas workout, so it's not like he played zero basketball, but he didn't play for, you know, Team Canada. Uh, he didn't play. We've talked about this, but like, right? He didn't play much basketball last season. He just showed up in the playoffs and, and tried to give him his, you know, the best he could. He wasn't very good in the playoffs, really, overall. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. He's just, I think he's easy in the season. I just, I don't think it's an alarm bell time yet. I just like with Kaminga, if Kaminga keeps coming, uh, you know, the, he's going to take minutes. He's going to take minutes. He's going to close some games. Uh, you know, they still, Wiggins is still the guy, I think, to guard the wings and guard the good little point guards, but. I think there's certainly might be some juggling the minutes and we've seen it already. And you got, I think Moody deserves minutes and I, w- I wouldn't take minutes away from Moody right now either. So, um, and if Pajemski, you know, again, well, I, you know, we'll see with him. He, he, he's not shooting the outside. Uh, shot you, at all. you hear that Marcus? He went right to Pajemski. He went Kaminga Moody and he goes Pajemski over Wiggins. That's, <laughs> no, that's no, not, over Wiggins. not over Wiggins. I'm just saying there are people there. They've got people there. Curry's gonna, you know, yeah. have to figure out minutes for all of them. Gary, he, he said tonight he needs to get Gary Payton more minutes because Gary Payton's playing excellent. He plays one. Yeah, he is yeah. just getting his hand on every ball. It's it is unbelievable how well he's playing. All right, two threes. Two threes. He, got, he got six looks at him, uh, but he's been finishing a little bit better. But man, Moody is to me is has just been a revelation. Like when he shoots, you just feel like it's going in. Like you feel like it's 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 cash. Definitely more than Wiggins, right? You feel oh. better than when Kaminga's shooting. Like, I mean, he might be the fourth best shooter on the team. Who's third? CP? Yeah, I will go CP. Yeah, I mean, but three gonna... from three, Moody's probably the third best from three right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah you see Chris Paul hit his first left. three and yep. uh, oh, so raise his arms. He was so happy. <laughs> Put it to the bench. Uh, Steph yeah, like I mean, I guess from three center court. Yeah. I just think what it looks like to me is different. It looks like Moody thinks it's going in. Like he thinks it is going in, and that makes a difference. It's not a guess. It's not a hope. It's like this is going in. And when you think that, it's got a lot better chance of going in. Um, and he does. And he, you know, he rebounds. He's you know, oh, good, okay, defensively. He's big, a little lengthy. Yeah, four yeah. assists tonight. Yeah, this that's another guy they got to play. Like we've said, it, like Moody and Kaminga have to play, and they are playing, and they're gonna have to find minutes for them. You know, somewhere, some you know, they're not all Anthony Lamb, you know, Jamichael Green minutes, but you know, they are some of those, and that's where they're better. They're better when they're not they're not playing those guys, they're not playing Ty Jerome, they're not playing James Weissman. They're playing guys who are just better than them and, and giving them much better minutes. And these guys are better than they were last season, right? Obviously, they were on the team last season, and they're. There, I think there's fair criticism that Moody should have got a longer leash early in the season. Kaminga should have been trying to maybe fit him in more, but the lineups that they were in were janky last season, uh, which didn't help them. But also, I just don't think they were as sharp and polished of players as they currently are, as confident of players. And then again, I mean, we can keep going back to it, but I do think it matters. Chris Paul is helping everybody. Like Chris Paul is making everybody else better. Yeah. Uh, and I'll so, throw the name out again. We don't have to go long. And he's so much better than Jordan Poole. He's so much better than Jordan Poole. Especially for a, what they need. Exactly. You know? And just for every, just for everyone's growth, for everyone's calm, you know, for everyone's confidence. He's just better. And the numbers are showing it. And the way they're playing is they're showing it. Did and, you, did you, you know, see that play tonight by Poole? 
the one play, where he dribbled yeah. away from Porzingis and then tried a quick shot him from three and got it blocked. Uh, it yeah. didn't look like it was that quick though. No, no, it wasn't. It looked like he was chilling. <laughs> yeah. Well, he tried. He tried to. I think he tried to. He low tried to it. surprise yeah. him. It yeah, just looked it terrible. Him. It looked terrible. And he was a minus twenty. He was a minus twenty nine. By the way, hey, they got the Grizzlies though. Wizards beat the Grizzlies. The O and four Memphis Grizzlies. So Uh-oh. I am pretty concerned about uh, yep. long term here. Yep. Yeah, well, they got Jaw coming back, but yeah, they're going to have to win some games. It's going to be one of those. Well, he's got twenty-one more games. Yep, yep. I mean, and he's going to take some time to get into this. It's going to—they're going to be—they're going to dig themselves a, a hole here, and they're going to have to play their way out of it. And, and only we know that they have the talent to do it. But yeah, that West doesn't—I mean, you got Denver, and then was, that was my next question. Yeah, who's Denver two? Looks great. Yeah, Denver's this, one. This who's two? Though? Who's incredible. two? Who's two in the West? Um, you know, Lakers don't look that good right nope. now. Nope. I would say the Warriors are probably playing the second best. The Thunder could be kind uh, of in that argument, except Denver yeah. went into Oklahoma City and popped them. But the Thunder's three and one right now. Phoenix, I mean, with, so Bo- early, Phoenix but... with Booker. Phoenix yeah. with Booker. Yeah, yeah that's a good say one. Phoenix. They beat the Warriors, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be healthy. I think it's th- there is a duel for two. I think the two is open, and I think the Warriors could get there. I'm not saying they will, but I'm not. You know, Phoenix is good. They beat the Warriors at at you know at Chase, but you know who else is no pretty dream good on, right you know, now? The Clippers look pretty good right Clippers now. Kawhi and Paul Clippers George look pretty good. Yeah, they're taking the regular season serious, and honestly, the Westbrook fit like it really works. It really like I think emotionally matters to them. Like his competitive level has risen, their collective competitive level, and they're like. What did they? They beat the Spurs by forty. Yep. Uh, yeah, but it was a bad. They, it, it was a bad loss to the Jazz that kind of got them hyped. They definitely came out like you know they 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 took took that L to the Jazz. Who hit the game winner? Uh, I can't remember. But Marcus, when's the last time you could even say the Clippers really took I know, uh, yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. season game serious? That's the difference this year. You yeah, feel yeah, they came out. Yeah, they definitely came out ready to ready to play. There. I mean, I I know we talk about like age with the Warriors, but Clippers are up there too, so the the fact that they're starting with some energy, I do think it's kind of important because you know th- this thing could go south with them pretty quickly. But they're they're up there. I mean, Batum is playing like thirty five minutes yeah. a night, right? Like yeah. like he he's kind of up there. Uh, Plumlee's playing. Norm Norman Powell's not old, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm rethinking where the Warriors are in the West just because. In the end, these are just games, right? Like they, they did obviously they're winning on the on the road is important. But these are the games that are the difference between, you know, 48 wins and 44 wins, 50 wins and 42. You just start racking up these games. They look like they're gonna get these games. These they winnable will, games yep. against team where the team is like, all right, this guy's out. Like that's kind of recipe for the Warriors to cook them. You know they'll probably lose some some big games, but if they just rack up these games, they'll get they'll get a lot of wins. They they could definitely get to fifty wins if they if this is a precursor for how they'll play this season. They won eleven road games last season and still won forty four forty four games. Yeah, I mean they got three road games already. Three win, road wins already. And I mean they might not win thirty three home games. That was a lot, but they can double their road wins i mean you know it won't be easy but they can that's 22 so then they they win 28 home games that's 50 you know it, it's you the the way for them to jump up their their win total was on the road and they're doing it and they did on a back-to-back i know slater did they ever went a road back-to-back last season i can't believe they would have 
Um, maybe late. The maybe late. Year. I'm not even sure, but like I mean, they look, had 11 total. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had 11 yeah. total on the road. It's hard for me to believe they went back to back. This is 50s there. 50s there for them. You know, if they if they just defend the home court and they're already on one, but that was a tough one. 50s there for them. We'll see where that leaves them. I don't think 55 is there for them, but I think 50 is definitely there for them. Could get them two. Could get them three. That that would be a huge advantage for them. You know, start at home. Maybe your second second round games at home. Caesars at home. Start at home. Um, this is how you do it. This is how they did it two years ago. Let's put it that way, right? This is how they set themselves up. And then you give yourself some leeway for maybe Steph misses 10 games. Maybe Draymond misses another five games. Maybe, you know, Clay misses game. Like this is Chris Paul, right? He's going to miss five games. This is how you set yourself up for it. MT, Steph Curry going to break his three-point record this season? I think he is. Uh, I don't think so. You think, you think he's hitting play seven. He's going to play, he's gotta play seven. He's got to have to play 70 games. But I think he kind of wants to. And he's averaging over six, uh, and you average over six when you play 70 games. That's 423s. Now, maybe that slows down a little, but, man, it looks like he's, like he's going to make a lot of threes. I think he wants it. You, MT, you know better than me. I think he wants to break it, and I think he's got a really good shot to do it. I think more than anything, he wants to be MVP. Yeah. Well, you get 400, more than 400 you threes, 400, you're going to be, gonna be yeah. on your way there. And so you got to have 65, you got to play 65 games, right, to be MVP. Uh, so he's going to uh, want to play 65. So 70 is right there. That's going to be right at 400, 410, I think. I asked him tonight uh, if this is the hottest he's been to start a season because Kerr said he thought it was. Uh, he quickly said no and said 2016. Yeah, oh, so he went uh, crazy to start. 15, that season, 16. Right? He was unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I looked it up. I was like, I was like, geez, I got to look it up now that you said it. I just actually tweeted out the video. Uh, he went 40, 25, 53, and 30 points to open that season. The first four games, two of those games were yeah, against the Pelicans. That Pelicans game was was really important because that's when they started. Uh, they they weren't full on blitzing them yet. They were putting the wings on them. Remember the TK? Guys, they put like the long, six yeah. five, yeah, the Trevor yeah. Reza types yeah. on them. But then AD was switch out on them. And AD was getting out to the line. That was the first game where Steph shot the thirty footer because AD was on mm-hmm. him and he backed up and shot it. He hit it. And he was like, "Oh, okay, I, I can do that." And then he, I think he dropped fifty three in that game or something crazy. But 53. yeah, that was the game. Yeah. That was the yep. game where in his mind he was like, oh, I'll just back up because <laughs> they're putting the seven-footer at the line and then, you know, birth the the prevalence of the 30-foot shot. Before that, it was just kind of like in the quarter type deal, but it came apart of Arsenal. I remember him calculating mm-hmm. that in his head like, man, because I think AD might have almost got to one. When he tried to pull up for regular, so he stepped back in that game. Yeah, he that that season, he was ridiculous. I, from I think I down. asked him early in that season, "Can you get 500?" I think I asked him that because I think he was like had averaging like eight a game for a little while. It's like Steph, are you going to blow this thing by like 153s? Because it was ridiculous. He was pretty good that season. He was uh, he was pretty good in 15 and 16. Uh, I, I just think it's set up again. Who knows with injuries? Who knows how this all will go? He could go into a slump like he was in a slump last year. Um, but it feels like he's in a great rhythm. It feels like these shots are there for him. It feels like he's, you know, he had, like met, that's a great point by GP too. He can mentally rest even more while he knows CP3's got the second unit. 
maybe not six a game, but I, you know, 5.8, 5.7, 5.7 was how many he made. It was his average in 15, 16. I think he could do that. He's shooting 47%. I think he was 47.5 that season. God, he shot 47.5 from three empty that year. Like unbelievable, but he can yeah, do it. That was, like crazy. he can do it. He can do this. And uh, I think he's in his head. He's like this, another incredible season. And you called that empty, right? You said MVP. You said it before the season. I just think it's if he stays healthy, I don't know that he's going to be MVP, but it's going to be a really big season. It's just feeling like it's building towards. Oh, it's happening, right? We're watching it. This is an MVP level player right now. Yeah, he. You know what? He doesn't have these like in these last couple of years. I think he only has one. He doesn't have the double digit three games. Mm-hmm. You know, like though to me, he he. Remember, he, I think he had like. 13 one game 11 like yeah 2021 remember he had that spree at the end to get him in the play-in that's like 10 11 8 4 it was like crazy uh but he needs some of those i just don't know that people will let him yeah i just think they'll rather say you know what we've seen this movie before he hit 10 threes once last year and was actually in a loss at oklahoma city which is crazy (laughs) Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, I think what he also wants, he wants to get, he wants to make 15 of them in Staples Center or whatever that's called now. I think he wants to break Clay's <laughs> record, but he definitely wants to get out of Staples Center. But yeah, yeah he wants, he wants to break, break Clay's record because Clay has the single game. Yeah, what's that, 15 or is it 14? I think 14, right? okay. 14 yeah, I think in he Chicago. Wants, he wants 15. He does want 15. Yeah, he wants, he definitely yeah. wants 15. There's no question. You know that. who else wants 15? Clay. Clay <laughs> yeah. wants 15. Clay wants <laughs> He's going to go for it too. Clay, hey, by the way, Clay. Played really well in the Houston game. Yep. Uh, shot it well, scored it well. He's not forcing. He's actually been, I think he's had a pretty good open to the season defensively, the Kevin Durant assignment opening night, but even beyond that, um, you know, and uh, he did get hot to the, you know, he just had some knee soreness. I saw him in the locker room post game. It's, it's considered very minor. Um, but I just, you know, I think that's to be noted. I think Clay's actually had a pretty good start to the season. I, I think his head's into it for sure. Uh, and the defensive assignments are uh, maybe they're getting his attention. Like, you know, like you got to be on your game tonight, Clay. You can't be, you got Kevin Durant. You're not slacking off tonight. Uh, and, and the shot's going to come, the shot's going to go. But I, I, I think his head's in it. I think, you know, and maybe the contract, who knows? Like sometimes that hurts guys. Maybe it's focusing him. And and I think Kurt saying, you know, you know you're our guy, but you might be guarding power forwards, but you're still our guy. Uh, maybe, you know, like he knows he's gonna get paid at some point. He's, I don't think he's worried about that. That's what he's been saying. I think it's true. Um, he, he might be kind of in a good state right now. Uh, they're all who's on who's not in a good state. I would, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised state. if he's looking at this team like, hey, we might be pretty good. Let's yes, go. Like, yes, yes. I need to 
you know, I got a backup, right? I can, I can actually, uh, you know, kind of lock in and focus because I'm not going to play 40 minutes. Yeah. You know what else? Like closing minutes are on the line every night yep. on this team. Uh, you know, so like you got to play well to be in there to, to at the end of the second and fourth quarters. Uh, should we talk about the, I mean, Chris Paul acceptance of the bench role? I mean, it For is sure. like, you know, it's definitely a, was a thing. Uh, around this team and and like they knew it was coming he said all the right things but like you know for they had to actually pull the trigger on it and i think they did just decided to rip the bandaid off in the houston game and um you know even though it kind of made draymond's rotation pattern weird right because he's only playing about 20 minutes and it's so he's anyway um i just you know it's 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 a strong early sign from chris paul obviously i wrote about it i talked to plenty of people about it they can read kind of the more inside story of it, but I just would like to get your guys' perspective on it. Like pretty important thing that he did and it just as easily as he did it. Yep. Well Man. thanks for giving us another clay moment. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a story. So I was like, like you talked to everybody about I was trying meeting. to think of a name of it. I was like, this ain't the Hepsis five. What is this? This is the CP six. That's what this is. That's pretty good. CP six. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, it is like you talked to everybody. You heard about the, you found out the meaning. It occur what it had, what on the board. Don't be late, Dre, whatever. I mean, that was, yeah. it was all great stuff. Clay saying he doesn't remember it. Uh, this is all important meeting that they're referring to. Say, uh, guys talking hoop. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not remembering that. <laughs> but no, this he, is how he did one of his, it. like, yeah. I, I could, I didn't even put it in, but it was like one of those deep breaths, like, um, uh, barely, honestly. <laughs> guys talking hoops like i was like all right well that i was like honestly that's good enough like everyone else is giving like you know dense answers i was like that's i don't really have that many more questions about it well i thought it was great because like you know cp's taking you through his career like you know i got to oklahoma city what what do people think i got to houston what do people think well i got like this is fascinating stuff he's obviously had a fascinating career he's you know his competitiveness is you know not in doubt his career achievements are not in doubt but it was a question about how this was going to roll. And then that, certainly the way he answered Kendra's question in Vegas uh, set that all up. That's all true. And now we're seeing it's unspooled the way the Warriors do these things. They talk it over. They get everybody together. They don't force anything, anybody. And they say, you know what? This is going to help us win. This is what's going to help us win. Paul didn't have to say, oh, great. That's right. You know, he didn't have to. And he's accepting it because it's helping him. Now they lose again. This is the question. It was not the question like they do this and they win. Of course, it was going to be easier to accept when they do this and they lose more of a question. Also, the whole who's going to sit at the end of games is always going to be. I don't think it's going to be Chris Paul, but that's going to be up in the air. But um, there was a great story. for So I just read that. I can't believe that all those people were in that story. Talk saying new things. Uh, interesting things, and this is the first and the last time I'll ever compliment Slater that much on a story. But uh, thank you, that was really interesting. I do appreciate I that. I'll say the first time though on this podcast. On this podcast, oh, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he he uh, he talked about this before a little bit. He definitely like you know he went deep dive into the uh, with with Slater. I just feel like for Chris Paul, it just mattered that it was going to be decided with them and not because the media said so, or because this is how the words do it. Like, I think he needed to talk to them 
And if they made sense to him, then he would do it. But, you know, he's been doing this long enough to where it's like, you guys are not going to decide if I start or not. Right. Like it's not going to be a narrative. It's going to be about what's best for the team. And I do I do think they had to convince him like, hey, listen, our starting five is pretty good. And here's what we lose. Even he referenced the stat. He's like, I guess they were, you know, it was like it's clearly something he'd been told, but he was like, I guess they were like the best unit last year or something. (laughs) Um, But also, it's clear he's really loving about this Warriors experience and what they're loving about him. He mentioned he's an over communicator, right? I think some of the past uh, breakups he's had, if you think about it, right, it's like the James Harden one. Well, James Harden's kind of like a. I mean, you're seeing it now. He's he's a subtle, oh, like, yeah. behind-the-scenes oh, messenger. Passive, that, that aggressive, yeah. Passive, exactly. And, passive. Yeah, and Chris didn't like Daryl Morey either, right? He, he thought Morey screwed him a little bit, too. So, well, yeah. it's passive-aggressive stuff. It's Think about the yeah. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan stuff. It's like they didn't like how he led. They, and it was, like, here, he can, like, obviously he's going to be able to – we'll see how it works, but – you know, like you said, when they lose and like he's going at it with Draymond or he's going at it with Steve Kerr, but he has clearly really loved the way that they like, they just have, I mean, we've, we've talked about this forever and you can with Andre Iguodala, but they just converse and they talk and they get in rooms and Steve Kerr will sit with you for, you know, 30 minutes after a shoot around and discuss anything you want. And, uh, you know, Draymond and him are sitting over on the bench, like all game, like, you know, jumping off, like talking about this and that you should see him in the locker room going around having conversations with everyone. He's been great with us. I mean, we could all say that. Everyone, by the way. Everyone. He's talking to everyone. Um, And he's He's like... There was, during the preseason, he was talking to some guy who was going to get cut the next day. And like... Kendrick Davis. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what the hell? That's pretty unbelievable. But... Uh, yeah, he's really, yeah, over communicator is a great line because I think that's what he is. And sometimes it's to his detriment, right? You always know what he's feeling. Certainly on the court, you know what he's feeling. But... um, but I think it, ma- what, yeah. it, it matches it this organization. Yes, yes, they, absolutely. Steve Kerr's like meeting. Sure. I'd love to have, a meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm sure, you know, it's hasn't necessarily gone like that everywhere. So that's what I'm really seeing from him is like, he's like, man, I love this team. It's like ability to just always talk and they want to hear what I have to say. And I don't think Mike Dunleavy shies away from conversations either. No, right? no. I feel like if there is an issue, Mike, Mike Dunleavy, he's like, yeah, let's talk about it. Even the owner, Joe Lakeham, will come in and, like, give yeah, some Joe Lake, and yeah, I think Joe, like, I think Chris got into that, too, right? He's probably better than the Clippers owner he had. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, a small opinion. Who's the Rockets right owner again, Slater? Who's, oh, Tillman no, Fertitta. Tillman yeah, Fertitta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think he's doing that stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it's staff, right? It's it, it's, this, it's the, you know, the, the foundation of this is so settled. It's so established. It's so human that everybody else reacts to that. He sets it. And Draymond's a big part of this. We know Clay's a big part of this. Kerr's a big part of this. Bob Myers was a big part of this. But it's because Steph, right? What, what's Chris Paul going to do? Steph, you're wrong. I think this is t- the wrong way to go. He's going to like, if you if you put a logical thing down and you're Steph Curry presenting it to me, and then it works, what am I going to say? Your four titles, wrong. Two MVPs, wrong. Finals MVP, wrong. Like, that's a big part of this. And uh, and the Andre Godala model is there, obviously, too. They mentioned it to you, so it's so clear. You know, this is before the championships. This is before anything. Oh, this and he was also not happy about it, by the way. No, no like, still not happy about it. Yeah. Like, still not happy about it. Uh, but it was the best thing for the team, and he did it. And guess what? He closed the games. He freaking closed it. He closed the NBA Finals, basically, as the starter. Started the NBA yeah, Finals. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, th- there's this history there of them making the right moves. Uh, and... 
I think Chris Paul is uh, reacting to that, but it starts with 30. It just starts with it. it that's if it were not for 30, it, it wouldn't work like this, but that's why you have 30. That's wh- why it's so important to have. That's the value, right? That's the, especially the unspoken and misunderstood values that like when, when Steph is the star player, like all this stuff can happen. Uh, le- all right. Let's nitpick an issue. Uh, scale of one to 10. How concerned are you about this team's finishing at the rim? <laughs> <laughs> when have they ever been good at that? I mean, I mean they haven't been good I mean, at that. Sarge misses a lot of layups. Oh my, god. Uh, oh, my god! I'll tell you what, though, he gets the ball down there. Like he's always yeah, he does. Down because he collects yeah, he does. It. Like, the ball. He's great at getting early positioning. Like yeah. he'll get there. Yeah, he just you get it to him. He looks like you know. I, I joke about dumping it to Looney in the traffic because it rarely anything happens good there. He's gotten better at it, but it does mess him up sometimes. Sarge like looks like he's open. Looks like there's a shot there, and then he misses. Uh, at a larger percentage than you would think. Kaminga's their best finisher. He, he didn't play tonight. But, you know, TJD is, is going to be a pretty good finisher, I think. He's not going to play that much. I thought his hands that, was a little bit better than that. He dropped a couple. He did. He did. He's, yeah, he's another guy who's available, right? He's just like, yeah. there he is. He's flashing. He's available. So you're trying to get, get him the ball, and you know he can finish. But they don't have – they just don't have finishers. That's just not the Warriors. They don't have those kinds of guys. They have – different kinds of players almost like ever huh? yeah i mean kaminga's like that's what, <laughs> oh my god kaminga look at that remember damian jones was going to be that guy like yeah, he's oh, a, yeah. that guy can finish he's i know he can finish and he just couldn't get on the court uh, damian but, jones still in the league by the way he's on the cavaliers <laughs> oh my god he's had a nice career after all this him and ty jerome running that like second third unit hope for role. james wiseman baby hope for james wiseman <laughs> yeah. it ain't over uh but no they you know Kaminga's their best hope at it. That's also, what makes, Wiggins, yeah, yeah Wiggins, Wiggins, can, yeah, Wiggins yeah. definitely can it, uh, if he if he gets back to form. But like, yeah, he's missing he's missing some of those too. What Wiggins can't do that Kaminga can is finish with a left. Yeah, Kaminga really is good at finishing with a left. Draymond's pretty good at finishing with his left, and obviously Steph is. But like of the guys who really get, put their head down and get to the rim, Kaminga is tremendous finishing with his offense. Gary GP two cannot finish with his right. Can't do it. He just it's it's not possible for him. He's really good finishing to his left, but he cannot finish to his right. That's part. You know, he's really good at a lot of different things. He's not good at finishing around the rim with his right, and sometimes you have to. Uh, but I know, like when he's coming down the lane from the right side, he is going to try to get to his left. That is what he has to do. He's I not think he did right. that tonight, where he kind of like wrapped it around. And, yeah, and yeah, and, you right know, he can, and he's really good at extending with that level. Sometimes they just don't let you get there. Then he he has some trouble. But he's so good on defense. He's like. He's better. I think he's be- the best he's ever been at defense right now. He's like guarding on the post, knocking the ball away from Zion. He's, you know, obviously playing the passing lanes. He is like he broke. He broke up a, a two on one fast break today, and it was like uh, just it was incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah. But I got to get out of here soon. I got to probably still write this. I got a six a.m. flight later. So. Slater's got to go. Uh, y'all yeah, can. Your kid turns it into a pumpkin. <laughs> get home Slater get home for your kids uh, see you on Wednesday we'll do an all 82 right after the Warriors <laughs> Kings right Slater Ooh, we I, got a flight to Oklahoma City. I got a flight to Oklahoma City the next day oh, at boy. like 5 a.m. all uh, 80 for, all 80 for, now for, Slater's for all 80. 80. let me just say this uh I feel good and refreshed and and, and high energy to start the season but let me tell you now back to back it's like oh yeah these do start to pile up I'm only saying <laughs> that back to back to as good as this older one. Warriors team looks, you know, they got a Cleveland Detroit back to back next week and they have a flight to like they're playing eight games in eight different cities over this stretch. So, um, you know, you could I could tire a team out. I'll just say that. 
That's why you got to win them when you can. You stack up these wins because then when you're tired and everything's against you, then you might lose. 49ers are doing that now. Well, that's another that's another podcast. Yeah, y'all y'all can take that on a different pod. <laughs> might All do right. That. Until next time, Tim Kawakami for Anthony Slater, for our wonderful producer, Tanika Smothers. Tanika Smothers. Marcus Thompson. We are out of here. Deuces. Yeah.